What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show, Ansel Linder, Bitcoin and Markets. Today's going to be a little bit different episode. I'm taking a clip out of a longer live stream from back on June 7th, 2023. Uh, it's where Gary Gensler is being interviewed on CNBC about all the Coinbase and Binance stuff and regulatory clarity and on and on and on. And th so this gives me a good opportunity to respond to each of these points and to go through it. So welcome to the show, a little bit different. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed. You like and comment and rate on iTunes if you have not done so. You can also become a member over on bitcoinandmarkets.com and get a couple of different benefits uh, for your monthly membership, as well as check out the Market Pro tier. That's the professional tier. Uh, been very accurate with price over the last few months. Very like to the dollar. Thank you to everybody that supports. This is a listener supported podcast. Let's get into the show. Okay, let's move on to our first video. This is of Gary Gensler on CNBC, maybe yesterday or two days ago. Let's see, when was this? One day ago, yesterday. And he talks to this host, uh, the, the multiple hosts. And they go over what these enforcement actions are all about. Let's jump in. The SEC Chair Gary Gensler joins us this morning in a first on CNBC interview. Uh, Chair Gensler, it's great to have you back. Welcome. It's good to be with you, sir. Uh, we've had you on several times, and we've tried to get from you a sense of uh, timing uh, when there would be more clarity uh, regarding this space. It feels like now is that moment. Look, I think there's been clarity for years. The investing public has the benefit of the U.S. securities laws. Crypto should be no different. And these platforms, these intermediaries uh, need to come into compliance and, and protect the investing public. That's what I've been saying forever and ever. These, there is clarity out there. We've known for a very long time that these are all securities. I wanted to bring up a blog post from Preston Byrne. And in Telegram, I posted it as a must read, but uh, he goes through here. I don't agree with his conclusions in this article, but it is an extremely good article from an attorney in the space for a long time going through the history of all of this. Um, and it was clear back in 2014 that th there were legal risks of issuing securities on a crypto ledger like that. This was a article that he or something that he penned back in 2014 um, and his friend Tim Swanson they wrote a coin telegraph article that's what it was uh, the title was mitigating the legal risks of issuing securities on a crypto ledger that was before the ICO hype that was before the ethereum launch that was before all of this stuff and right from the beginning people in the know we're saying that this these were securities. This is nothing new. Gary Gensler is correct. And I'm not cheerleading the SEC, which we'll get into here in a second as well. Let's go. Which of the of the of the cases we're talking about, would you want to take them one by one? Which is more important in your view? Uh, you're leading this interview. I'm going to follow you where you are. But let me just say this to the investing public. These trading platforms, they call themselves exchanges, are commingling a number of functions, which in traditional finance, we don't see the New York Stock Exchange also operating a hedge fund, 
making markets, uh, and as we alleged in Binance, having a sister organization. But guys, Dogecoin is different. Don't don't the regulators get it? Solana is different. ADA is different. Ripple, Litecoin, all these things are different, and they they shouldn't fall under uh, common sense application of the existing laws. No, of course, that's silly. Okay. All of these things are the same. The only thing that these, that crypto has is it is a new breed of scam. It is a combination of a pyramid scheme, a Ponzi scheme, and an affinity scheme because it's, it's marketed to the Bitcoin industry. Okay. The Bitcoin industry is the large overarching umbrella. And these scams were sold to the Bitcoin industry through an affinity type scam, making it look like Bitcoin, calling it decentralized, concentrating on blockchain, right? All those things are the affinity aspect of this scam. So this is a new type of scam, but it is, it's not a new type of asset, okay? Bitcoin is a new digital commodity, but that's it. It's all of these other things are just scams. Um, we, they don't need new regulation. Um, you know, new regulation is not a good thing, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we should want to minimize regulation as much as possible, but Coinbase is asking for more regulation. And that's, that's a point I'll bring up here when we listen to Bruce Fenton, but let's keep going on this. Organization, uh, uh, flooding the platform with transactions called wash trading and the lack of controls on the platforms uh, it is really uh, a web of deception and conflicts, uh, along with uh, a control person, Mr. Zhao, trying to evade U.S. law. And given the timeline we're talking about, what do you say to viewers who wonder why enforcement has taken arguably at least several years so long? Look, it, it takes time. We do things by the book. That's what the American public would want us to do. We follow the facts and the law. And I couldn't be more proud of the investigative teams at the uh, SEC working together with colleagues in our various divisions of trading and markets, our general counsel's office, five commissioners. But it really, it's, it's a lot of, uh, is a, a, you know, a gumshoe, uh, walk in the beat. Uh, investigation uh, to build a case like what you've seen alleged in a 136-page complaint. Um, I also want to add to that that, yes, but the SEC, we shouldn't expect them to be proactive consumer protection. First off, they're not, I mean, the, their model towards consumer protection, which I have been very critical, and I, I remain very critical of SEC. I don't think they really do a good job of consumer protection, but you have to understand their model here. Um, I mean, Coinbase is complaining about regulation through enforcement. Well, what the hell do you think the Howey test is? That's how this whole thing got codified. I mean, yeah, you have the Securities Trading Act or whatever it's called of 1933, but uh, the Howey test codified how to view things or how to define things as a security. And that's exactly what they're trying to do again here with Ripple and against Coinbase and against all these players. It takes a long time.
And I've said that the, the way that the SEC enforces the hyper complex market out there is through the licensing of professionals mainly. So you have securities attorneys, you have banks that will launch I, I, um, IPOs. You know, you have this whole industry that's built around this with professionals, accountants, lawyers, um, all sorts of people. Uh, the uh, just investors in general, you know, like wealth advisors and and uh, all those people. So you have all of these professionals that are licensed and that they w- won't partake in stuff that is obviously an unregistered security for the most part. That's like their enforcement model. Okay. And that hasn't had the opportunity to build up with crypto, quote unquote, crypto and all these things. It does take a lot of time. So it does sound like I'm apologizing for these people, that I'm being an SEC apologist. I'm just trying to describe why it is the way it is. I'm not trying to say that that is the best model or that we should want this to be this way, but we have to understand this. And guess what? Coinbase understood this. Binance understood it. All of these big whale VC funds, they understood this. They were playing a game, a billion dollar game, even a trillion dollar game. How many, how much was the market cap of DeFi and all of these scam tokens before they collapsed in 2022? A trillion? I don't know exactly how high it got. I mean, this is a trillion dollar game. It's a trillion dollar gamble that these whales won. And guess who got hurt was the investing public. So anyway, that's a tangent. Let's keep going. Uh, Mr. Chairman, a, a lot of it is hard to understand. For instance, in the Biden yeah, for you, Kramer, it, you say, Mr. Chairman, I, the, and I, I need to know this. The SEC's Binance complaint also seeks emergency relief, like an acid freeze expedited discovery, and even the appointment of a receiver, are there more pleadings coming? Because if you do this, that's the end of Binance. Look, we have concerns, and I think the investing public should be aware of putting their hard-earned assets onto these platforms. But we have concerns when a platform like this puts themselves out to the public is consciously trying to evade U.S. law and customer funds. You didn't even know who was custodying them. Was it custodied here in the U.S. on the U.S. platform? Was it custodied overseas? Or were some of your funds and crypto possibly moved to affiliates? There are a number of affiliates named in this called Merit Peak and Sigma Chain. uh, it's fundamentally a lack of controls, deception, conflicts. And yes, we're going to do that, which we can uh, in front of the courts and uh, make uh, to the extent we can uh, the facts known and the public protected. But when I read your Binance, I cannot understand how anyone can assign a value to crypto. It seems entirely predicated on the greater fool theory. Do you disagree? (laughs) Look, we as an agency are meant to be merit neutral, Jim. There's a lot of question. There's 
10 to 20,000 tokens. Actually, in the Coinbase uh, uh, complaint, we note that they have, through the Coinbase wallet, you can trade 16,000 different tokens. Geez, 16,000 tokens? Holy cow. I mean, it's obviously just a shitcoin casino, people. And we warned them for years. They knew exactly what they were doing. You know, I, I said on the Telegram that if you tell your kid, like, don't do that because, I don't know, they're doing something dangerous and they're going to fall and break their leg or something. And they do that dangerous thing and they fall. I'm not going to blame gravity. That's like blaming the SEC, okay? The SEC is there. That is the way this this game is set up right now. And we told, and that's why Bitcoin is decentralized. That's why Satoshi made it decentralized. And we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about Bruce Fenton. But look, we told them, and we're not cheering this on, but uh, that this is how it is. And there's a lot of debate as to the use cases and whether there's any there, there. Look, we don't need more uh, digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. It's called the euro. It's called the yen. They're all digital right now. We already have digital investments. And you, you have digital, you have entrepreneurs representing digital investments on this program all day long. And it's, it's whether it's the big tech companies, the automobile companies, uh, you name it. It's all digital right now, the investing world. So what is the real underlying value of these tokens? And that's why you need full, fair, and truthful disclosures. And that's the regime the securities laws was set up. When there's a group of entrepreneurs, those entrepreneurs should be able to put their case in front of the investing public in what's called a filing. That's kind of the bedrock of what President Roosevelt and Congress worked on 90 years ago. Okay, now I want to add to this because um, this particular comment when he's talking about, oh, we don't need more digital currencies because we have the dollar, we have the euro and all this. Um, a lot of people were saying that that was a shot at Bitcoin, but that was misinterpreted by most people. I, I don't think he did a very good job of explaining that. The way I would interpret that for my audience here is that um, he's trying to say that these things aren't innovative that we don't need to worry about pushing innovation offshore because we already have digital tokens. We already have digital equities and securities. We already have all of this stuff. So we're not going to be pushing this offshore because we already have it. So it's not a shot against Bitcoin at all. Um, Okay, yeah, he didn't even mention Bitcoin in there. Um, and he also knows he's a big fan of Satoshi, right? And Satoshi called it electronic cash. And that's akin to like physical commodity money. That's not akin to currency. I really don't even like the term personally. I don't like the term cryptocurrency because a currency is a denomination of money 
so currency is the derivative and money is the thing. Bitcoin is the thing. Currency is the derivative. And so I don't even like calling it cryptocurrency. It's, it's a digital commodity that can be used as money. That's what it is. But okay, let's, let's see. I think there's one more question here. Chair Gensler, it's David. I, you know, can you characterize it all? What, if any, I would assume there have been many conversations through time with Coinbase between the SEC and, and Coinbase. Can you characterize, did you ever get close? Have you ever sort of gotten close to getting them to accede to your wishes? Uh, I would assume, obviously, given the complaint, they didn't quite get there. But can you give our viewers any sense as to what's happened to get to this point? Look, I'm not going to go into any one set of conversations between the agency and a company, but we've had discussions with literally dozens of crypto incumbents, including the ones that you just mentioned. And what we find is this is a field that's built. The whole business model is built on non-compliance with the U.S. securities laws. And we're asking them to come into compliance, and they're going a bit of catch us if you can. That's a sort of generalization. And they're co-mingling various functions that traditional finance we don't allow. I mean, the public would be aghast if they thought the New York Stock Exchange was also running a hedge fund trading against them or allowing washed trading or lacked controls to protect against fraud and manipulation on the platform. And so the conversations have been constructive but it's also about them bringing a business model into compliance. We have had success. There is even in the last two weeks, an entity filed as, as a crypto entity filed as a, what's called a special purpose broker dealer and, and got registered that way. We've had successes with tokens. But now it's about these crypto exchanges in the middle of the market where, frankly, the public should really be careful all right so a few things that i want to say about that let me stop sharing the screen for a second um okay so i bet the sec said hey coinbase and binance if you want to come into compliance you need to drop 98 percent of your trading pairs you need to stop this staking madness all most of your business model is completely non-compliant and coinbase and Binance, they can't do that, right? Because if they did that, they would be out of business. They were getting rid of 99% of their revenue. So they said, oh, they, they didn't want to agree to that. They said, oh, but you're not regulating us properly. We need better clarity in our favor, by the way. We need more clarity in our favor of new regulations, how you're going to get us to come into compliance. We want to come into compliance. We're working with you. We're having lunch with you. We're, you're getting access to all this stuff. We're giving you a, a ton of uh, effort here. But what we are unwilling to do is actually listen to what you're telling us to do and implement those changes because our business model is predicated on fraud, selling fraud to people. We can't come into compliance. So that's what Gary Gensler is saying right here. That is a wrap for this one, guys. Thank you for joining me. Check out BitcoinAndMarkets.com. The telegram is t.me forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. Follow me on Twitter at Ansel Lindner. Next episode is coming out soon. So make sure you're subscribed. See you on the next one.